another episode of Nearly As Good As Quiet. That's <laughs> close enough. Uh, I'm Bren, and I'm here with Matt and Doug. Hey. Hey, what's up, guys? Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't nice. know where to go from there. <laughs> uh, how about uh, any current games we're playing? How about you, Doug? Um... Currently, I, uh, I'm playing the Resident Evil, uh, HD remake on PS3, and I, I remember just in a recent episode, uh, AJ and you and I were talking about that, and we were, like, uh, talking shit pretty much on the original Resident Evil on how it had terrible voice acting, and it's pretty <laughs> much famous for that. Yeah. It really is, and it's like, there's no excuse for it, like, and it's just, you have to acknowledge that fact. But the HD remake, um, they completely like fixed that and it's none of the original audio. It's like they actually made the game the way that all the fans who, who truly love the first game, you can play this and it's, and it's in the modern day standard of like graphics and the, the audio doesn't suck. So it's just, it ultimately makes the experience a lot better. And I know they've remade the, the game multiple times, like on GameCube and other, uh, platforms, even the DS. But, um, I think this is by far the best one. If you're going to invest in playing the first Resident Evil game, this is probably your best bet yet. Okay, so it wasn't just like a reskinning of the graphics and everything else was the same. They actually like remastered a lot more. Yeah, but as far as like, I'm not cringing at any of the audio, uh, or any of the dialogue yet. Whereas in the original, I totally, there's this like, you just, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. But yeah, I'm really enjoying that because just that overall story and the the mystery behind it all and the there's a lot of puzzle aspects in that game that are it's really fun to figure out so highly recommend it um i think it was like 15 bucks or something on psn i could be wrong oh, okay that's not too bad how about you matt um this is really embarrassing for me to admit um but <laughs> i've been playing a game um I got $10 of free credit for the Amazon Android App Store. And oh, yeah, I, I got that too. <laughs> as you do. Um, yeah. And I I bought, well, I didn't buy, I, I downloaded a game called Smashy Car. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's sort of like Flappy Bird, but more three-dimensional. Uh, a little bit, it's, it's got a, a, a hint of sort of frogger to it. Um, the graphics are almost impressive in how sort of mundane they've made them. Um, but there, <laughs> there's a lot of like little, I'm terrible at it. I'm absolutely terrible at it, but it is a great game, uh, for sort of just, you know, you're screwing around or you're bored at work and, and you're waiting for something to happen or you're on an airplane. Um, Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I'm going to have to give it a go. Yeah, it, it was stupidly cheap. Um, and I had, you know, $10 worth of free credit anyway. Um, actually, pro tip, uh, if, if you haven't done this already, but, uh, if you have an Android device and, uh, you want some App Store credit, there's an app you can download called, uh, let me, let me look at the name of it just for reference. And I'm not being paid to say this. Um, <laughs> it, it's, uh, Google rewards surveys. Um, and basically, uh, it pops up and it, it asks you a survey periodically and it's like a one or two question sort of 
questionnaires like, did you shop at Home Depot in the last month? And you say, no. And then they're like, here's 24 cents. And uh, it, it does that periodically. And it'll, be, it'll say, like, how much time do you spend reading sports articles in the average week? You say... 10 minutes or whatever, you know, and, and they'll be like, have 37 cents and it accumulates over time. And, um, I've bought some games with that. So if you're looking for a great way to invest in smashy car without spending any money. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, pretty sick. The system. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's quite good. And I've, I've accumulated, um, $1 and 76 cents. <laughs> Hey man, that's in, in pretty Google legit. Play Play. Yeah, yeah, and so you can buy like a U two album and pretend you have an iPhone. <laughs> or oh man, speaking of anything. like um, Droid uh, devices, though, I just recently broke my Turbo, and I was like, oh my god, it was like a nightmare. Yeah, we've been following the saga on on our Slack. Um, tell us about exactly how it broke. All right, so. I, I'm pretty careful with my devices. Like, I'm pretty sure when I got the thing, I expressed to the listeners, I'm like, I'm gonna have this thing attached to my hip. I'll never let anything, no harm come to this thing. But, um, just so happens, the one, one night I, I come home and the thing slips out of my pocket. But th- listen to this. Two foot fall at max onto carpet. And I'm thinking, okay, th- it's fine. I go and grab my phone and I go to, click the the little button on the upper right to turn on the screen and it's just it will not turn on but the phone is responsive but the screen is completely black and just not responding Ooh. so i was getting uh text messages and all like uh slack notifications and uh messenger notifications and it, my phone was going off the hook but i couldn't respond to it and i couldn't also turn it off because if i hold the power button you have to actually select the off and it, it wasn't responding to any tapping on the screen or anything either uh. so and um and this is a droid turbo keep in mind so it has an extensive battery life and i had an alarm <laughs> set for the next morning and i'm uh. thinking to myself fuck <laughs> this thing better have like next to no battery and it better die before tomorrow comes around or i'm gonna have an alarm going off for like three hours until it dies and literally that's what happened i woke up to an <laughs> alarm that i could not turn off oh my god <laughs> i was like no so i'm like literally stuffing like pillow upon pillow over my phone to like dull the sound so like no one else in my house has to hear this shit and i go take a shower and i just hope that it's gonna like just give up after a while like some alarms just are like programmed to like oh well snooze after they just don't give a fuck that long but no this thing was just on a roll and oh, wow. I, I just like put it in my car took it to work and I was like, I'm going to have to leave this thing in my car because this is going off. But then eventually it, it just stopped. And I was like, so grateful. I have no idea what caused it. It was probably it just died, hopefully. But and then but at that point, I was thinking I need to get this thing to Verizon and get it taken care of. And the customer service was actually really great. I was, wasn't sure what to expect. Uh, initially, as soon as I was like, Oh, my phone's broken. I'm like, here goes $600 if I want to get a new one. Cause I don't have the insurance on it or anything. But the guy was like, Oh, well, he looked at it and he said, well, we can't get you a replacement. And I was like, well, I figured he's like specifically cause there's no damage to the screen. And I was like, well, Actually, if you look at it in this light, you'll see like this like slight little uh cr- a crack on the screen, which I think is the culprit. 
And he was like, oh, okay, we'll get your replacement. And I was like, thank God. So literally no money out of my pocket. They send for a replacement. But the thing is with that, I can't, it's not like they just give me one that they have on hand. They have to get an actual replacement phone sent from the company. So it was like a three to five business days deal. And I'm like, well, I need a phone because what am I supposed to do? And they gave me a Samsung Galaxy S3, which to go from a turbo to an S3, that thing was the th- uh, thinnest, flimsiest, like m- my least favorite phone I've ever really dealt with, to be perfectly honest. But I guess that's just because I'm, uh, I don't know, I- I'm used to the droid turbo. <laughs> well, so here's, here's the thing turbo. that I don't understand. If you're Spoiled, a phone yeah. company, right, like you're Verizon or you're Sprint, and this has happened to me on numerous occasions, you go in to get a phone and they're like, oh, we're out of that. How are you out of a phone? It's the only thing you, it's literally the only thing you sell. Right? That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how do you, I hear you. How do you do business? To be fair, though, cell phones nowadays are enormous, and you can only store, like, maybe four in a room at a time. I mean, it takes up a lot of space. <laughs> it, it's honestly, like, it, a lot of it, it's like the, the cheese shop sketch from Monty Python. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, seriously, I, I, every time I've, I've gone to buy a phone, I haven't bought many phones. I've bought three phones in the last, like, five years. Every single time I call my nearest Sprint or T-Mobile store, like, oh, we don't have that. We're out of it. How are you out of it? You've got, you carry like five, right? Like, even if you had like 10 of each, how do you run out? (laughs) My favorite is I've had uh, experiences up in college and I had to, I lost my phone the way a senior in college normally does. Of course. Drunk and dropped it somewhere on the way to a party. And... I had to get it replaced at like this little kiosk, like one of those things you'd see in a mall, the really small booths. Oh, jeez! And they had everything. Like they were well stocked, better than most stores I've been to. And this was just two guys working there for a few hours a day at most. And they were easily the best experience I've had with uh, any cell phone providers than any store or online call service or anything. Oh, nice. Well, that's a rare find. I mean, well, I bet the guys in the malls and stuff, they they probably don't see as much business as your mainstream uh, cell phone provider, but I'm sure they do, though, get a decent amount. And the fact that, I don't know, that it was better customer service in your uh, for you, that works. Yeah, I mean, I got the phone I still have, and it works great, and I'm happy with it, and I got uh, a case for it, I think, the week later, so... Luckily, nice. nothing's, nothing's uh, bad's happened to it. I think I've only had to replace one of the plastic cover screen, like the screens you put on for the front, so you don't get you know your oil finger oil all over it. Yeah, I think I've only had to replace that once. So I mean, it's it's been great so far. I got a LG G2. Oh, nice. Yeah, those uh the screen things that you mentioned. It's funny when I I finally did get the replacement, got it activated. I'm all set, like no money out of pocket. Really surprised that worked really well. But when the guy was like activating and stuff, he I, it was a brand new phone, so he had to put one of those screen things on it. And I remember a couple phones ago, I guess what did I have? The Droid Razor. And I was at Best Buy and the guy had to like do some kind of weird process of like putting water on the screen and then like putting this like this screen protector onto my phone. But like, whereas nowadays the guy just like just gently like put it on and it just kind of like it just like sucked itself onto my phone like perfectly and made it like seem like seamless and a lot easier. So even just like a weirdly weird small technology like that, we've advanced at least. (laughs) 
anyone who can get a plastic covering on a phone without a single air bubble underneath. Dude, well, I, it just <laughs> happened. It just it's happened. Impossible. That's what I'm saying, though. This guy, I think they, they've made it easier with whatever is going on. Either that or he has some really pro skills because that's literally the only thing he has to do most of the day. Because True. they're always out of phones and they don't have anything to do. Yeah, but... Do you think he's just sitting in the back practicing, like, putting little covers on phones for <laughs> like hours? Like a stack of, like, 1,500 screen protectors and, like, yeah. the <laughs> dummy S3 that they have, you know? <laughs> yeah, I bet they do. Who knows? But, um, all right, well, I guess that's enough phone talk. I'm just gl- gr- really grateful to have my droid back, and I have to get all the fucking apps set up again. Mm. That's kind of a pain in the ass, but oh well. At least it's not broken. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And not an S3. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of apps, I've uh, been really addicted to this one app game that I found. It's called a Puzzle Forge 2. Oh, interesting. You play as a blacksmith and you forge weapons for you know the different types of adventures that come by. You get like the town guard. You get this random like pirate, some sort of wizard, and it's a match three game, but it's tricky to explain. If you match three ore like types of material. They upgrade to a new type of ore. So if you match three bronze ore, they go to iron. Match three iron, they go to silver. Silver goes to gold. Gold goes to this like crystal. And then this crystal thing turns into this purple, like essentially just like magic, like it's just glowing purple rock. And two ore, if you put down two ores, you can put down a mold. And then three molds make a weapon. So you put down three plates and fill them with ore. That'll make a shield. But nice. you put down two plates. And then a blade mold that'll make, uh, I think, body armor. And if you put down like two blades and a handle mold, it gets a sword. Two handles and a blade, you get a spear. Like you get just different variations. And so it's, you it's only have like hmm? it's almost like threes, but you, you sort of cr- there's a crafting element to it as well. Yeah, it's crafting and a match threes because you have to match three of the ore type up to upgrade. Nice. And but it's I think roughly five by six grid or so mm-hmm. and an or will an or a mold and you can get jewels in there too will each take up a space and it is one of the hardest games i've ever played on my phone oh yeah because it's so limited and like a guy will come in and he's like oh yeah i want a silver mace and it's like all right well one piece is you need three pieces of or rather you need two pieces of silver for each mold so that's six pieces of silver total there's three iron in each silver piece. So that's six times three. So it's like 18. So it's like 18 iron. Then times three again is, what's that? 54. So it's 54 bronze pieces go into the silver mace. And you only have a five by six grid. So you have to count out and plan out exactly where you're putting each piece of ore. Oh my God. That way you won't run out of space. Wow. That sounds and very intense. It's tough because some people ask for the same stuff every time. Like one guy just asks for swords and spears every time. And it's really simple. It doesn't matter what quality. Uh, some people ask for like gold items and they're like exceptional customers where, uh, they're really tough. They're tough to get their orders right. But if you get them right, they'll give you big rewards. And I was playing it and I got pretty far. I think I'm level like 30 or something in it. So I've been just grinding like crazy. Nice. What are these uh, rewards like? Rewards are mostly just other materials. Like you get mold, uh, different molds you can use later. So that way, if it doesn't come up in the uh, regular order, 
Like you just have three molds at all times, and it, but you have to use them in that order. Okay. But if you don't, if you need something, like if you have it all laid out, but you don't have the sword mold you want or blade mold, you can just go into your inventory, take one out of there, and put it down yourself. So you can do that with you know magic and gems and different things. And every time you make a weapon, it uh the three plates or the three molds that were on the forge get too hot, so you can't use those. Uh, three spots on the forge after the weapon's made for like 50 turns. Oh shit. Yeah. And then there's different seasons. So if it's like in the fall, every now and, dro- now and then a raindrop will come down and cool off one of the forge's places that were heated up. <laughs> if it's the winter, instead of heating, uh, instead of them getting too hot, one of them will, ju- one of the spots on the forge will just freeze over entirely and you can't use it until you heat up a spot on the forge next to it. Uh. And then. Yeah, I think spring and summer there's something, but I forget. I think summer, maybe the hot forge pieces stay hot longer. I'm not sure. That's interesting how they bring the seasons, though, into it as a mechanic. Yeah, it, it you don't think too much of it, and, but then every now and then it'll either save you or screw you over entirely, depending on the season. Interesting. And I got pretty far. I think I got the farthest I've ever gotten before where this guy asked for like crystal, and I got it. I had one saved already in my inventory, and I just threw it at him. And I was like, all right, I can handle this. I got crystal done. Like, I'm, nothing's better. And then literally the clouds part over my store and this god floats down in front of my blacksmith shop and asks for the, like, an axe made of the highest level material. Oh, what the fuck? Oh, no. <laughs> and I have never gotten even close to forging a weapon <laughs> of all the highest ore. Dude. And I did the math on it and I think, I think it takes like, 460 uh, bronze ore for- fused together to make like that whole weapon. It's insane, and it's so hard, but I can't stop playing it. Yeah, dude, I was just going to say, challenge accepted. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the best parts is, it's free, and um, there's a shop there, so you can buy different items to help you throughout the game. And so each weapon you sell, you get money for, and then you can use that money to buy stuff. And if you want, you can spend real money to get the money in the game, like most games. But honestly, I didn't even realize you could do that until I was like level 15. Like, they don't push you at all to spend money on this game. Nice. It's so good. Yeah, that's refreshing. Holy shit. Yeah. So, like, if you really want to do this and, like, you just want to just breeze through the game, you can spend, like, five bucks and probably just fly through. But if you just want a free game that's just really addicting and really hard, uh, Puzzle Forge 2. Nice. Thank dude. I'm really glad you mentioned it. I'm looking forward to checking it out. Yeah, it definitely sounds exciting. Oh yeah, so um something new and exciting that's sort of coming down the pipe from GPU vendors, graphics card vendors, um however you want to phrase it. Uh DirectX twelve. Um anybody that plays video games for PC should be excited about DirectX twelve. Um Linux users have, you know, obviously had their thing for a while, and um, any games that use Mantle uh, are are already sort of taking advantage of this to some extent. But DirectX for PC is effectively the de facto way to build a game. And so anytime you play a game on PC that's 3D or uses any sort of really graphics-intensive stuff, it's DirectX. Um, and there's a great article... Um, which we'll put a link to in the show notes uh, about sort of the difference between DirectX 11, um, which is sort of the previous generation of DirectX and DirectX 12, which is 
sort of trickling out now. Um, and what it comes down to is that right now, your computer, let's say you have eight cores, right? You've got like a really souped up processor. You've got eight cores. Only one of those cores can talk to only one of the cores in your GPU at a time, right? So you got an eight core computer and you've got, I don't know, let's say a 300 core GPU. You're, you're having a one-to-one -one mapping rather than like an eight-to-eight -eight mapping or eight-to-n <coughs> mapping. With DirectX 12, that's completely changed. So, oh. yeah, they, they were just like, all right, now you can talk to stuff, right? So <laughs> <laughs> every single core of your CPU, so if you have eight cores, you can have eight cores talking to, um, and I, I, I am not knowledgeable enough to say whether it is eight GPU cores or whether it is multiple GPU cores at the same time. But, I mean, just think about that, right? Right now you have a game and you've got an eight core machine and it's doing one eighth of what it could do uh, with DirectX 12. So that's really exciting stuff. Um, there's, oh, totally. Yeah, there's graphics cards coming out now. Uh, NVIDIA has sort of their latest and greatest already supporting DirectX 12. Um, the NVIDIA GeForce GTX, it's, it is NVIDIA GeForce, yeah? Yeah. I'm just making yeah. it up. Okay, yeah, NVIDIA GeForce GTX 970 um, literally has thousands of cores. Uh, other graphics cards are available. Um, and literally your computer can talk to uh, more than one. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I mean it, it, when you when you think about sort of the the shift that's going on in in terms of parallel computing massively distributed computing it really is going to be a game changer right we all saw sort of way back in the day half-life 2 right I, I think everybody when they saw half-life 2 screenshots or half-life 2 gameplay for the first time they were like oh my god this is the future of gaming right yeah and then you know you so, sort of saw the the crisis engine stuff as that improved you know like oh my god it's like real life you know and and that is you know effectively one cpu core talking to one gpu core regardless of how many cores you have now Imagine applying that, you know, times eight. So, yeah. So, like, how do you think this will be affected in games and stuff? Just to be, just curious. Like, for, like, from, I don't really understand it that well, to be perfectly honest. So, to me, I'm thinking, what could you have, like, a more, an open world that's just that much more open? Well, I mean, bear in mind that this is simply the means of communication between your CPU and GPU. Um, so if, for instance, something were to require more processing in terms of, you know, managing individual NPCs or something like that, uh, you're not really going to see much more benefit out of it. Uh, okay. but, but what you will see, <clears throat> excuse me, is certainly uh, higher frame rates in a lot of cases um, or uh, the ability to render a heck of a lot more stuff than you were previously able to. Because previously you were limited by the number of things your CPU could tell your GPU to do in one frame, right? So you have 16 milliseconds, basically, at, at 60 frames per second for your CPU to give all of the instructions that it needs to the entire GPU. Now, you can effectively do that eight times faster because you have eight cores, for, in, in the example of an eight-core CPU, um, to then talk to all of those GPU cores. So Okay. Yeah, yeah that so, gives me a much better understanding. 
it, it may mean, for instance, that you could do more polygons, right? It may mean that instead of, you know, playing Minecraft, you have a render distance of 500 blocks. You can now have a render distance of 2000 blocks. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's, I guess what I meant in the sense of like an open world, like, you know how sometimes when it's like you have your back turned to something, it might not necessarily exist, but, uh, or like I'm not sure how I want to put it, but like yeah, the clipping horizon, hmm, I, the I, rendering rate of the environment that you do or don't see will be yes. improved. Yeah, I guess that's the, what I'm trying to describe, but I'm just doing it awfully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so it means it. It, oh, ahead, it means, for instance, like right now, um, think of how many light sources you see in a game at any given time, right? Let's say um, four. Right. You, you get four light sources that, you know, the uh, any particular game engine supports. Imagine being able to take that and do 50 or 100. Right. So when you sort of take these scenes that you're limited to with your current uh, video game experience, right? Like, let's and this is a purely hypothetical example, but let's say you're playing a Star Wars game. Right. Um and it's it's a hypothetical example because uh, they use it as an example in the article. <laughs> um, but imagine that like all of the lightsabers give off light, right? Previously, that light wasn't reflected off of things, right? So like you have like a blue lightsaber and a pink lightsaber, light lightsaber. <laughs> you know, the, you're not going to see the the sort of reflection of that light off of the ground. Now you can see that light reflected off the ground because your CPU can tell your GPU to do more. Okay. Yeah, that's, um, I'm really glad that we could, uh, delve into that. So even for some listeners that don't understand it and like myself included, like, I think that's a really, uh, practical way to explain it. Yeah. So, and, and just imagine like all of the, all of the limitations that video game developers have had to work around because the, just the math surrounding it is really complicated. Um, it, you can now sort of offload that and multiply the work by, you know, however many cores you have, or divide the work, rather. Nice. So basically, if you buy Witcher 3, you'll no longer have to go down to NASA and ask to play it on one of their computers. Because <laughs> <laughs> of how yeah. demanding that game is going to be. Now, yeah, for the, for their times, I feel like most of the Witcher games were demanding. Like, when the first one came out, that was demanding for its time. For its time, I think it was. I, I've caught up on the Witcher series recently. Like, I think with the last two years and even the second one, I couldn't have played on the highest settings. Like I had to go maybe the second highest or even some parts of the game, maybe third highest. Cause it, those games are brutal. Like I don't know what the Polish are doing over there, but they clearly have a higher expectation of what the average computer user has in their house. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a real game changer for a lot of things. And certainly like your, your games won't just magically become faster out of the box. Like you download DirectX 12 and all of a sudden your computer is like, Oh my God, my games are amazing. The game has to have, uh, sort of gone through and, and built in support for this. But when the games have, you're going to start to see a lot of really cool stuff, a lot of, a lot more photorealism in, uh, the different, the different types of graphics that you'll see, um, the AI, uh, the parts that can leverage the GPU, um, are going to really improve. Um, so anytime you have like these massive scenes with thousands and thousands of entities, anything that can be offloaded to the GPU is going to be offloaded to the GPU. And you're going to see, um, some really like 
compared to what we have today, you're going to see some really mind-blowing stuff. Awesome. Yeah, that's exciting. Well, I guess a kind of a segue as far as, um, well, not even really, but um, I guess I, Netflix is predicting that uh, later this year there's going to be a re-release of the PS4 and Xbox One where they both have uh, 4K capability. Uh, thoughts? Hmm. So they're releasing a whole new console, like both consoles are releasing a new one? Uh, from what it seems like, it's just, I guess it's gonna just be like, you know how PlayStation frequently will just re-release, like, I don't know, like, the Slim or something? This is just gonna be the PS4, but this one has 4K ability, and I guess Xbox One's not gonna be left in the dust, and I think they're both gonna have to do that to compete with one another. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's interesting that they're planning on releasing you know, it's not a new console, but it's a new variation of a new console. Uh, especially since PS4 and Xbox One sales haven't been nearly as good as the PS3 and 360 sales were, like, cause more, these systems are heading more towards being a media center for the entire family and for the whole household. Yeah. As opposed to just being a gaming console. So it's no longer that, uh, super invested appeal they have on a niche audience. They're more, um, I guess, spreading themselves across a wider audience, but they're not getting as big sa- big sales as they used to get. So I'm interested to see if... Are, are they just going with, like, fuck it, we're going to just be the full media console now and control the TV and the Netflix and the games? And just, are they heading in that direction? While the Wii seems to be... Eh, I guess you could argue the Wii is doing the same thing since most people just use it to watch Netflix anyway. I would probably say that a lot of what you'll see with this 4K stuff is probably going to be very quiet, right? Microsoft and Sony are probably not even going to make a big deal about it or or have, you know, commercials or marketing. I think it's going to be one of those very quiet releases where, you know, maybe Netflix touts it um, or, you know, it's just they they start selling the new model in stores. Um, So the the interesting thing about these, these new 4K models is that the 4K abilities don't extend to the actual games themselves. The only time the 4K really applies is for playing 4K video. So you're not going to see games Ah. that run at 4K, right? Because that would require adding better GPUs, adding better CPUs, you know, lots of very hard work that would otherwise, you know, significantly increase the price of the console. Um, that's just yeah. unlikely, right? Because that's a complete re-engineering of what they have now. Yeah, I feel like, honestly, if I was someone who already invested in either PS4 or Xbox One, I'd feel kind of betrayed that it's it's that they're going to be doing this and making it just like a, a better version. Just for, And it's also just for video capability, keep in mind. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody's really going to get terribly excited about the 4K abilities, and I don't think for existing Xbox One or PS4 owners it's going to be something that's a huge loss because, again, the only benefit that you gain by having one of these new consoles is just that you can stream or play existing 4K video, right? So you can still watch regular old-fashioned video or, you know, um, anything yeah. like that. And this has also provided you have the 4K TV that... <laughs> yeah, you, pretty... you need the 4K TV. <laughs> you need to have internet connection that can handle 4K streaming video, yeah. <laughs> and and really like that's the equivalent of nobody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um it's just like it's crazy that 
that's just something that Netflix is predicting. I we'll see if it happens. I mean, I'm glad we can just kind of call them out, and at the end of the year, we'll be like, were they right? <laughs> I mean, I know more people now who are, they jokingly say that their console has now just become a Netflix machine. So I guess <laughs> the companies, I guess the companies are just kind of you know embracing that because yeah. God knows there haven't been that many. They've been have they been out for a year now, both consoles, and there still really hasn't been that exclusive game to either of the systems that's like hey i that makes me really want to go out and buy a ps4 just so i can play that game like there hasn't been anything that drives people especially gamers to go after them so maybe they are just going for the full media device where it is just a netflix machine now that's that's sad though because it's just like it was the playstation not the family station yeah, I think certainly the the console manufacturers are seeing a lot of really unfortunate competition, uh, unfortunate from their perspective, um, from stuff like Amazon Fire TV, Google Chromecast, Roku, um, and as consumers sort of pick up these solutions for just you know streaming a movie, you know now it. It, it doesn't really appeal to me to, to buy an Xbox because I can buy, you know, a $35 Chromecast and get, you know, the non-gaming half of what it does. So I think, uh, you're definitely going to see a lot more of this stuff where Microsoft and Sony put out incremental releases that cater to that audience. So they can say, well, you know, your $35 Chromecast isn't going to do 4K video or, you know, we're going to offer this exclusive set of features where, you know, you can talk to your TV or whatever. Yeah, didn't Amazon Fire just recently, I mean, I guess probably not recently, but they announced that Amazon Fire is going to come with a HBO Go, not subscription, but it's going to come with it. So you don't have to pay monthly for it. You just have it in your Amazon Fire. I was unaware of this. I didn't know about it, but I, I, I mean, I certainly wouldn't doubt it, right? Like Amazon is going to do all that they can to drive people to their ecosystem. And, you know, Amazon is notorious for burning cash in order to drive user adoption. I mean, it's, it seems to be working. No, yeah, I, I'll talk about my keyboard. So I, I did get a keyboard uh, between now and the last time we recorded. Uh, it was on Woot. Uh, if, if you're not familiar mm-hmm. with Woot, uh, it was a cool, trendy site where they sell exactly one thing every day, um, at usually a discount. Uh, and the idea is that people jump on it and buy it in bulk and then you get, you know, the, the savings passed on to you. Uh, Amazon bought them and it's sort of kind of turned into a crapshoot. But, um, the other day, I saw in their newsletter that they were selling DOS keyboards. And if you're familiar with DOS, D-A-S, um, you'll know that they sort of make top-of-the-line uh, mechanical keyboards. It's got the mechanical switches in them. Um, I was saying uh, to these guys that yeah, I'm no keyboard connoisseur. And so um, my review is is pretty... Uh, basic from that perspective. Um, I'm a software engineer by nature. And so uh, I do appreciate myself a decent keyboard for typing on. Uh, and if you listen, it's, it's very, you know, it's delicious to, 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 to tap the keys. 
That is <laughs> just so hearing good. it sounds good. And, I'm and leaving we, that in. <laughs> That's the first typing you'll ever hear on the show. The first and <laughs> last like a swarm typing. of beetles crawling. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it honestly does. And when I get going at, at sort of a good clip and I know what I'm about to type out and, you know, I'm you know, going at however many words per minute, it, it is a real racket. Um, <laughs> Typewriter <laughs> yeah, style. It's really good. <laughs> I sent the link, uh, so it, that'll be in the in the show notes, um, but it's got a, a really nice uh, volume control on the right hand side, um, which I found to be exceptionally handy. Um, OS ten, which is what I I use for my sort of day to day computer, has some really obnoxious uh, volume up and volume down keys, and so having like a an actual dial um, is is absolutely fantastic. Uh, and also, I was completely out of USB ports. Um, because it is a MacBook. And so, uh, it does have two USB ports on the top. Um, nice, nice. And so now I'm actually able to plug in my headset for recording this show and also charge my phone. <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> Which oh is the multitasking power of exactly. DOS keyboard. <laughs> yeah, DOS keyboards, uh, allowing, uh, almost better than silence, uh, to not be disconnected from the world. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, we're not getting paid to say this either, but dude, it's so funny because this thing looks slick as hell. Like I definitely would like to get my hands on one and try it out. But the, my only thing is, and I think Bren noticed it too, there's like no letters printed on the keys at all. So like, it's literally like you're in a typing class and you have to just guess, <laughs> but it's like not, it's not really a problem if you are a software developer, like I'm sure I'd be fine. But like, I'm like, I think we were talking about it earlier. Like, yeah, trying to find those bizarre characters uh, occasionally that that could be interesting. Yeah, God forbid. I said, like, it, God forbid you need to type like a carrot, or <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you you, you need to, to type plus, but not using the numpad or something. <laughs> oh man, how else do you make those tiny cat emojis on text boards? <laughs> <laughs> Where are the ears, Matt? Where are your ears? Well, I actually <laughs> had a, a, a bit of a heart, and I, I'm almost embarrassed to say this uh, on air. But um, I had a bit of a hard time setting it up with OS X because obviously it's a Windows keyboard layout um, and Mac has the, the crazy control option command instead of control alt Windows key. Um, and so it, it asks you to sort of choose what keys map to what other keys. And I have no fucking idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm looking at it and like, I don't know, maybe option. <laughs> So um that was an interesting experience. Um but yeah, it it's it's suited me. We are not being paid to endorse any of these products. This is stuff that we gen- genuinely do like. Um it just so happens that this episode seems to be full of lots of very commercial sounding things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just we're not famous enough Let, to actually yeah. get paid. <laughs> 20 we'll million paid dollars endorsements. in endorsements uh this episode is bringing in. Um. <laughs> oh man! But uh, almost, almost burned in silence. Fueled by Mountain Dew. Mm-mm. It's the best soda. <laughs> that will sterilize you. Oh, dude, that's oh, too funny. Literally actually, bleaching my cells. <laughs> here's actually a gross fact. If we want to make sure we'll never be endorsed by Mountain Dew. Um. Here we go. There was a lawsuit that a woman tried to claim. Uh, she was suing the Pepsi company, who's the parent. Uh, holder to Mountain Dew that she found a rat like in the, her bottle of Mountain Dew 
I remember when this happened, dude. I remember and reading this that. Is, I've never heard of this. And the lawyers came back with saying, that's impossible. Because if there was a rat that got trapped in the bottle, in the bottling plant, by the time it got shipped, packaged, sent out to the distributor, and by the time the woman bought it, the rat would have been entirely dissolved. So if there was a rat in there, you would never know. What? That, wait, wait, that's their defense. That was their defense, saying this product that you ingest is so fucking acidic and just destructive to any bioorganic life that but there's I'm, no way that we could hide a body in it. And are we thinking, is, are we talking a two liter? Or I'm thinking like your average, like, oh, I'm stopping at a gas station and you're cramming a goddamn rat into this plastic <laughs> I, I bottle. I was about to say, like, how do you fit a rat into a bottle of, of any size, right? Cause like bottle caps are all the same size, right? It's like, yeah. it had to be either one really tiny rat or like, I don't even know. Like, how, do, how it's like getting a ship in a bottle, right? <laughs> like, yeah, how do well, you do that? Thing. Well, that's the thing. The lady's probably just like, I didn't do this though. I mean, well, maybe she maliciously did, but it's like, you really got, yeah, she, did she really construct this rat in the Mountain Dew? But wait, when she complained about it, the rat wasn't dissolved. I don't. I just can't believe that that's their defense. Or like, oh, it would have just completely dissolved it. Wouldn't it have turned the Mountain Dew at least like brownish black, like rat guts and stuff? Like, what the fuck? I, I think this is something we need to turn over to the uh, almost better than research division to uh, <laughs> investigate. Yeah, I agree. We'll give it to our interns. Yeah, we'll give, we'll give it to an intern and uh, have them try and fit a rat into a, a Mountain Dew bottle. <laughs> Not an actual rat. We'll use. One of the stuffed rats you get at a pet store for cats or something. Yeah, yeah definitely. There we go. Uh, but, uh, we'll, we'll get back to the listeners on what we discover. <laughs> until then, stop drinking Mountain Dew. You're yeah, probably killing much, yourself. Yeah, I'm pretty much done with that now. I That's mean, it. I, they've, I they've haven't canceled, been drinking soda. They've canceled the deal. Uh, $20 million. That's it. It's gone. Uh, oh, oh, man. Wait. $20 million is on the table? It's, yeah. it's all gone. I take it back. Too, I was no, lying. It's, it's complete bullshit. No, <laughs> no. Ah, fuck. They think <laughs> silence is better. <laughs> <laughs> Almost better than Mountain Dew. <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, Mellow Yellow. Oh. <laughs> oh, there you go. Mm. All right. So our anti-sponsor Mountain Dew, our sponsor Mellow Yellow. Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, can we get sponsored by rival companies to talk shit on their rival? Like, we get sponsored by Coke to talk shit about Pepsi? I oh, would have well, no problem talking shit on, like, Mr. Pibb. Oh, I, I was just going to bring up that one, too, because I'm like, that one is one you're allowed to talk shit on. But RC Cola. Of- <laughs> <laughs> the, the cola universe i'm pretty sure only a couple weeks ago i read are you guys familiar with a treat um is that like a pretty well-known com- company or is that just like my area yeah, i got no I've idea heard of that oh dude a treat it's like it's like a classic soda i guess it must be like in this area or something but um i think the company's going under so i just thought i'd bring that up they've been around for i think almost 100 years and yeah they they provided all sorts of like weird flavors like I don't even know, um, orange and uh, cream and all those different types of soda. I'm going to go ahead and say that orange soda is not a, a really obscure flavor. I was going to say that super <laughs> weird one. Oh, you're right. My bad. Just... <laughs> it's cream, at least. Uh, I mean, uh, it's, it's unusual, would, but it's it's, it's not... to me. I guess I don't. I go out of my way to get refills of it at McDonald's. I like Fanta. I just don't. I don't <laughs> consider I, it, it's orange soda. I guess sun kissed. 
I would say cream is weird as in, it's like, oh, what's your favorite soda? It's like cream soda. It's like, really? Like, that's about as weird as it gets. Like, it's not that uncommon to see in the store, though. Yeah, it's kind of like grape and ginger ale, though. Like, I don't know. You don't find many people. Well, there's some people that love grape soda, but I just don't even acknowledge that it exists because I just don't like it. Oh, well, it's just grape soda. That shit is delicious. All right. I'll take your word for it, but I can't. Maybe like (laughs) birch beer. Birch beer is kind of uncommon, right? Oh, well, see, that's my favorite shit in the world. So I guess I'm the weird one. Yeah, well, being be. your favorite <laughs> shit doesn't mean it's not uncommon, right? Like, sure. I think we can all admit that finding birch beer at, like, your your neighborhood Target is probably on the unlikely side, right? It actually is, because I I, uh, I was recently there looking for it, and I couldn't find any. There you go. You heard it here I- first, folks. Thank you, almost better than Silence Research Division. Yeah, <laughs> Target doesn't sell birch beer. <laughs> Fuck. The uh, interns have just come back. They said there's no birch beer at Target. <laughs> <laughs> and, dude, I'm going to go there tomorrow, and they're going to like be like totally stocked up. And it's going to be <laughs> have like a, a display right yeah, at the Yeah, they front. hear the episode. <laughs> We're being sued uh, by Target. <laughs> <laughs> I got to ask this, though. Has anyone noticed... Now, up at school, there was a, uh, was it Chipotle? And up there, they had sodas, but they didn't have Dr. Pepper. They had, uh, Pib or Mr. Pib or Mr. Pib Extreme. And back near here, there's a chain called California Tortilla, which I love. And they also don't have Dr. Pepper. They have Pib Extreme or Mr. Pib or whatever the fuck you call it. Is there some sort of thing where burrito based restaurants are required not to sell Dr. Pepper? Maybe they have a grudge or something. Hmm. I don't know. What What did Dr. Pepper do to the Mexican culinary uh, institute that you can never have a burrito with Dr. Pepper? This sounds like a riddle me this like scenario. <laughs> <laughs> so what's actually really I got no interesting, pun. Dr. Pepper and th- this on, on a, a gaming and technology podcast um, is not actually uh, a part of the Coca-Cola or Pepsi sort of conglomerates it's yeah sort of it's, it's an independent thing. isn't it yeah it's with snapple and so wow. you end up with like a bunch of really weird or not weird but obscure sort sort of uh collection of drinks um dr pepper snapple w seven up sunkissed canada dry uh moths and a hawaiian punch um and so a lot of times if if you have like a uh place like five guys burgers um 20 million dollars uh they're endorsing us for to to mention their name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all, of these, all of these yeah uh they'll have like a, a deal with coca-cola and so coca-cola is like well we don't want you serving dr pepper in our coca-cola uh soda fountain and so um th- they'll put mr pib in because mr pib if i'm not mistaken is owned by coca-cola oh uh, okay so these burrito chains might just have a deal with Coke. Yeah. And, well, it, it, it happens a lot, right? And so Coke will be like, oh, not only will we give you, you know, Coca-Cola, we'll give you a machine that sells 10 different types of Coca-Cola. Yeah. Soda yeah. politics. <laughs> <laughs> it's brutal. I guess that's why in the, there's that one episode of South Park where Kenny gets sent to a foster family and they're, uh, ex- instead of being the extreme Catholic, uh, type, the joke is they're extreme, athe- or extreme agnostics. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, 
They're like waterboarding <laughs> the kid, and they're like, "Is there a god?" He's like, "No," and they spray him with the face water. It's like wrong answer. It's like, "Is there a god?" It's like, "Yes," and they spray him again. It's like wrong answer. It's like, "Is there a god?" It's like, "I don't know." It's like correct. <laughs> the only thing in that house is Dr Pepper. Oh Jesus! So I guess that's like a weird soda uh, branding joke. Well, Coca Cola is headquartered in. Uh, in Atlanta, which is, uh, one of the, um, most Christian cities in, in the country. Oh. Yeah. They're very, they're very hardcore. You get, um, Atlanta, I was gonna say Atlanta, Georgia. We got Walking Dead, Tyler Perry, and Coke. Coke. Yeah. Um, that's about it. There's not much. (laughs) They've got a big airport. (laughs) That's gotta count for something. We've uh it it turns out we've just lost our sponsorship from the Atlanta Tourism Board <laughs> from the city of Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Yeah, we got a big fan base down there. Just <laughs> but, uh, I, would, I would love to find out the weirdest like fan we have. It's like we got someone listening in Antarctica. It's like, really? Where yeah. Where from? This is our your chance, listener. If you actually are listening to us, you should pop, like comment on anything on Facebook, on our website, on our Twitter. Get in touch with us because we definitely want to hear from you guys. If you're from Atlanta, please write in the the show comments uh, what is good about your city. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be fair, though, I live about two towns away from uh, Chester, PA, so I don't think we're in much room to be challenging other cities why they don't suck it's fine don't worry it listen it if you write on the back of a 20 dollar bill why your city is better than some other city and send it to almost better than silence p.o box (laughs) 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 yeah oh man we'll read that shit right on the air it'll be great Matt will read it on the air if you pay him 20 bucks. I'll read it on the air if you just talk to me for five minutes. Very lonely. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, uh, I guess, what do you guys, is there much more that you had, um, in mind to talk about? Or do you guys want to do a round of, uh, I was walrus? Or what are you thinking? Um, I figured we could probably stretch it out for, I got at least one idea. All right. I yeah. I want to stretch it out a bit more. Uh, I, thought this might have been a tech-centered episode with Matt on being the tech genius, and we very quickly went into soda and <laughs> slamming Atlanta. Yeah, I'm like, this is this is quite the episode. I'm not, I have no idea as far as, like, what should I name this? I have no idea. We're all over the place tonight. <laughs> well, since we're already off the rails, I figured I'd bring up, um, I started watching, started watching anime again. I know we had, uh, I think two episodes about that. Yeah. Um, Do Ra 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 is one of my favorite shows with one of the weirdest names. <laughs> yeah, just the sound of it sounds like you're just saying something silly, but I know yeah. which one you mean because, yeah. Yeah, that's back for a second season. Um, anyone who watches it knows that it's, it's pretty good. I don't know why, but for some reason it comforted me. Like anytime I watch it, I'd just be happy and I'd be able to sleep easier. And it's not necessarily a happy show. Like it's sort of gang related and there's like a psychotic sword wielding maniac that kills people. And it's like, hmm, this is nice. <laughs> but, yeah. Is it just the art style that comforts you or what? I got- I have absolutely no idea. For it's one of my favorite shows, but I could not tell you why. It's, okay. I just love it though. Um, so it's season two of that, that is starting, but I started watching this new show that was too ridiculous to not watch. Uh oh. The, 
entire like franchise of it. I think there's games and like models of it and stuff, but the animes recently uh, come out. It's called Kantai Collection or Can Cole Coley. Okay, and like Kantai is in like K A N T I. Uh, T E I. T E I. Okay. Yeah, or Can Cole Coley with K A N C O L L E. Okay. But it's something that I just saw random clips of, and it was just too bizarre not to at least watch a few episodes of. Sure. The basic idea is like many animes where, for some reason, these young girls are picked out to have almost super, supernatural powers, if you will, and they are chosen to fight off against this invading evil force of monsters. And in this scenario, in this anime, the monsters are, they're called like abysmal, abysses or abyssals. They're from like the abyss in the ocean. Sure. They're, they're ocean monsters that are coming out and invading our oceans across the world. And these girls, for some reason, have the soul of a historical battleship inside of them. <laughs> so, what? A yeah, battleship? A like. battleship, not like a warrior <laughs> comes up or with like. This stuff? <laughs> it's a yeah. battleship. It's an impersonal object. Like, <laughs> see. But, Initially, I was going to say, I could probably predict this story 100%, but I, no, I was probably up to the, the point where it was like, zero. oh, a, a <laughs> yeah. group of girls, they're, they're, they're trying, they're, they're probably in high school and they all have this magical ability. And then you just went off the deep end with like being, and they have the souls of a battleship. <laughs> yeah. They have the souls of battleships. So they go to this like naval academy to train. So anytime they go on a mission, they go into this like setup where they get launched out. And they get just, they get the gear put on them. But it's not like battle armor where it's like Gundam or like a mech suit or something. Like it's literally giant parts of a battleship strapped to their bodies. <laughs> so like one girl has an entire, uh, radio antenna strapped to her back and it's like <laughs> three feet high coming off her head. Um, another girl is an aircraft carrier and they have the entire aircraft landing like runway on her forearm and. <laughs> Uh, for the aircraft carriers, they're archers. So when they attack, they use bow and arrows. But when they shoot, the bow and arrow, or the arrow bursts into flames and then splits off into like six separate airplanes, like tiny airplanes. And then they attack the monsters. And it's just too weird. Like, the first two episodes, anytime they fought in battles or were in the armor, I couldn't stop laughing. And it wasn't supposed to be funny. <laughs> it just looked so ridiculous. Yeah. That sounds wild as hell, dude. I'd want to see, just from your description of like, I need to lay eyes on this work of weirdness. I mean, I'll say it's nothing special. Like when they're at the academy or they're interacting with other characters at the school, it's nothing special. It's pretty cut and dry. But like the fight scenes are just weird. Cause like when the aircraft carriers launch or shoot an arrow and it turns into little aircrafts, there's like tiny people in the airplanes, but they don't explain what they are. And like, it just doesn't really make sense. And I'm just super, super confused, but I love it. Nice. It's so weird. Yeah. I think just, uh, their creativity level over there is just way beyond ours. <laughs> There's a certain animes that just like, uh, like specifically, uh, Fooly Cooly. That's oh, God. by far my favorite anime in existence. And it's what, only six episodes, I think? And yeah, it's real short. Super short, 
but the most bizarre thing you will ever witness. And after seeing it so many times, like I can pick up on all the little bits of humor that there is. So I highly recommend watching it more than once because you'll definitely get something more out of it each time you watch it. But oh my God, the humor sprinkled throughout and this, the randomness and craziness is just off the wall, dude. It's, and that's like, I feel like that is like the classic of like, how to ex- explain to somebody who doesn't watch anime or has no real understanding of like how weird anime can be. It's like, just start them off with fully coolie and then they'll be like, okay. <laughs> no, I absolutely disagree with that. Do not start off on fully coolie. Oh, wait, you're, be- yeah, I guess you're right because that is kind of, you're starting with the best of the best too. In my no, opinion, you're just going to just scare the hell out of them. Cause that show is just trippy as hell. Yeah, it's, well, I don't, yeah, I guess. I think that's the thing. That's gonna separate the true people that are interested from the people that are just like, oh, I don't give a fuck about anime anyway. But like, <laughs> if, if you really want to give it a chance, like, it is so worthwhile. Like, it is an incredible, uh, six episode series. Yeah, I guess I would just say, go in with the disclaimer, like, this is going to be weird. Like, be oh, aware of that. <laughs> the strangest thing you will ever see. I pro- and, but the best thing about those episodes is it's like, generally, I, I don't know, shit just always hits the fan at the end of each episode. There's always going to be like some crazy moment at the end of every, of every episode where there's like this epic fight scene or some like giant climax for each of the six episodes. And those climaxes individually are just fucking ridiculous. Like, oh my God, especially the final episode, the way it all just concludes and stuff. Ah, uh, there's nothing quite like it. I could watch it over and over. That's how good it is. So, and I'm, I, it's like, as much as I would want a continuation, I'm glad it is the short series it is. Cause it's just like, it's just too good. You guys can't touch it anymore. It's just perfect. Yeah. I, I think it's always better to end, end solidly with like shows like that as opposed to going on to episode, I think 600, some with like One Piece and Naruto and all the Shonen Jump. See, and that's the thing. Uh, we recently were, uh, we did like an ad on One Up Gaming's podcast and the, the guys there were like, the, uh, they didn't really get a chance to listen to us, but they, they gave us a good plug. And the one guy was like, oh, well, they talk about anime. I'm not really into that whole thing. They probably talk about Naruto and stuff. I'm like, no, if anything, we only talk about worthwhile anime and we really shun Naruto and One Piece and all those other, like bogus ones, but like, I don't know the, the super mainstream ones that, uh, I, that to me, it's like, it's just like Dragon Ball Z, but a different, uh, scheme. I mean, th- I will admit, like I was into all of the Naruto bleach, the Shonen Jump stuff, but like to a certain point, it's just like, Oh, this is just the cash cow for them. Like they've completely lost any idea what the story's going to be. Yeah. I th- and I think a character in bleach, like, sacrifices his powers like he'll gain ultimate power for five minutes but after that he'll never have those powers again i think he does that multiple times like Uh. it's a common thing it's like you're complete you're contradicting the last story arc of this character immediately well like i feel like any anime when you're like okay i'm 300 episodes deep it's like (laughs) do i care enough to continue (laughs) yeah i think Death Note is like one of the biggest animes with like the most loyal following and it's 24 and that's considered long. Like usually most shows get like a 12 episode series and if it uh, does well, they might get another one, but that's it. Like they rarely ever go past 30. Oh, you're totally right. In fact, and yeah, the one, the only one that really stuck out for me as a kid was Dragon Ball Z and they had a shitload of episodes, like nine seasons of Z alone. And then they had the, the prequel series, just Dragon Ball, and then they had the 
the other like follow-up series dragon ball gt so i think like collectively like there's probably like close to a thousand episodes i'm that's probably like a little overestimation but still it might not be that's insane just like that's wild i mean i know we've talked about that series before on the show so we don't have to go into it but yeah we don't want to isolate matt too much yeah it's fine <laughs> it's, i'm i'm still here guys <laughs> <laughs> well dude what do you have any or uh anime experience at all like even if it's just like say like Howl's movie castle or like a, a movie or something i'll tell you what anything you and caught on this adult is, swim <laughs> this is sad no i when i uh i used to be aj's roommate um for I guess a, a whole semester in college, right? Maybe a little bit more than that because it was a little bit more than a semester. But um, I would come home from class and he would be back in the room and he'd have a TV on and he'd have any number of, you know, a few dozen animes playing. And so I've watched like two to four hour chunks of different animes Um sometimes with the subtitles off i know oh, absolutely nothing about any of them <laughs> <laughs> so yeah th- that's that's basically been like the corpus of of my anime experience well i feel like i want to convert you and ask you to do some homework and, and really homework. just watch these six episodes but check out fully coolly and give me your honest feedback because and i know you're gonna be like doug that was the weirdest shit i've ever seen but i just want to i just want to know like your honest feedback if you're like that was enjoyable or if it was just a total waste of time is this something that i can watch on netflix or is this something that i i'm going to have to um um to be honest it should be on netflix i think it is on netflix and if not dude i literally like i will in the uh, snail mail send you my copy of it. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, that's, that's some 1995 that's, shit right there. Snail yeah. <laughs> that's, de- that's dedication. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, I'll that's send you my fax plan. number. You can, <laughs> <laughs> let's just make it clear that Doug is being sponsored by fully Cooley uh, and the U S postal service and the U S post. Oh man, stamps.com, guys. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, too many sponsors. I think that's what our title is tonight. But uh Too many sponsors and too little money. Yeah. <laughs> but uh I think we uh we touched on some interesting shit. Do you guys do you have it in you to play the game or what are you feeling? Because I think if we do go this time, I think Bren's gonna be our, our host. Yeah, I think the champion will set this one out. Yeah. Oh boy. I, you, I'm, I think that? I'm going to pass. Yeah, I, I haven't eaten uh, since lunchtime, so um, I'm about to actually die. So, All right, dude, it's <laughs> cool. <laughs> no sweat, man. We'll do it another time. But uh, I guess we should sign off, though. But um, I guess, listeners, you can uh, contact us. Reach out on uh, Twitter. Uh, our Twitter handle is uh, ABTSilence. You can always email us at almostbetterthansilence at gmail.com. And we have Facebook and all that shit. Make sure to rate and review us or leave comments on iTunes or anything because despite what people think that it's just us asking to inflate our egos, it actually does help us out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, I'll I'll see you guys next week. All right. (laughs) Talk to you later. (laughs) 